Hello and welcome to For All Mankind, the podcast. Today's guest is a stylist, a digital creator, and many of you would know her as the Style Fairy. She's mum to two gorgeous girls, Annabelle Ivy and Luna May. It's Naomi Clark. Hi. Welcome. How are you doing? I'm great. I'm great. How are you? I'm good. Good. So we're both now mums of two. So I've had, we were supposed to record a couple of weeks ago. That's right. um, Except my little boy had other ideas and decided to arrive early. (laughs) Oh, I I knew when I hadn't heard from you. I was like, I think she's gone into (laughs) labour. So congratulations. Thank you. So now I have a boy and a girl and you have two gorgeous girls. Yes, I do. Blessed, aren't we? Uh, Annabelle is starting school soon? She is. She's, well, obviously in these crazy times, depending on what happens with school, but she's due to start um, the end of August, yeah. And I can't believe it. She'll be five at the end of September. I don't know how it's possible because I feel like she's my baby. She's my tiny baby. I don't know how this is happening. And I don't know because I feel like I've followed you the last couple of years so I've uh, seen her so I'm like how is she five <laughs> how has this happened yeah and I'm really emotional about it already and like we've weeks to go I don't know how I'm gonna cope seeing her in a uniform oh can you imagine oh, yeah that's always like <laughs> oh. the iconic photo oh gosh I don't know I need to toughen up and start to prepare myself for that because yeah I'm 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 emotional at the thoughts let's just say so you've the two girls obviously at home at the moment and yes. I've quickly realized that juggling two kids and I don't know how anybody does more than two kids because you're outnumbered yes, um is it's tough going it is full on yeah now like you're obviously in a very busy stage I think it does definitely get easier um as they get a little bit bigger but it's full on as you said like I have no idea how people manage three or four I like I I don't know. You, you can maybe be able to hear the screaming in the background now, are you? <laughs> That's Luna. Um, I don't know how people manage more. Um, it's full on. But it definitely, as I said, like once you find your flow and find your routine, it definitely gets easier. But you need, well, I need a routine to make things yeah. work and a structure to make things work. Yeah, it it does. We used a, a fabulous routine with Alice. You know, you just knew, you knew yeah. the day. And we, we always kept her as much as we could in that routine, even if yeah. we went away and stuff. Or Same. if she was gone to someone else's house, we'd say, you know, this is time she's her lunch, this is time it's her nap, this is her dinner. And if you, ke- I felt if you kept her in that routine, she was happier. And I agree. I, I think they drive in that routine. Yeah. 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 Um, so Peter... Uh, arrived at 38 weeks so he was two weeks early um which isn't too bad now your experience yeah just I'm sure yeah your experience so both your girls arrived quite like it was four weeks early and they both yes. arrived around 36 weeks yeah yeah um both times a huge shock you think I would have learned the first time round, but I didn't um so and I, I suppose to begin with, I'll explain, I have type 1 diabetes and I have done for 20 years now, um, which means I, my body doesn't produce insulin, so I have to put in insulin into my tummy via, I wear an insulin pump, um, which is connected to me 24 hours a day. So it just means that pregnancy is slightly higher risk for me, um, getting pregnant, staying pregnant, maintaining a healthy pregnancy, the whole thing is is quite intense and is quite high risk and so you're in and out of hospital all the time and every two weeks you go in and every friday every second friday you go in 
Um, I was in Hollis Street and they're amazing. Um, but it was kind of the norm. And I suppose along the way, it was always said to me, um, you know, it's likely you will go earlier. It's We'd be hoping to get you to 38. But it's very often type 1 diabetics would have, you know, babies earlier. They, they tend to maybe not make 40 weeks. Lots do, but some don't. Um, so with Annabelle, actually, my pregnancy was fine. I was sailing along in and out, obviously, to Hollis Street all the time. It was, do you know what's really funny? I went in at 36 weeks and it was for, um, it was a routine blood pressure check and um, my blood pressure was through the roof and turns out I had preeclampsia. And no way. Yeah. Um, why it's funny is because it was 11 o'clock. I remember it so well and they said she's going to be delivered in the next two hours and um, we have to do an emergency c-section i knew i was having a girl that's why i'm saying she um, and so your husband needs to go and get your bag and i had literally the night before wrote a blog post for the style fairy on what to put in your hospital bag <laughs> and i hadn't finished my own hospital bag and i think it's the most ironic thing that I was preaching about what other people should put in and I hadn't put it in. So Cormac looks at me and he's like, is your bag ready? And I said, no. So I'm trying to describe, you need, like a lot of it was lying out and, you know, a lot of it was in the spare room ready to go, but I hadn't actually packed it. Like, I can't believe it. But anyway, uh, it was a a huge shock and God love Cormac. He freaked out, he jumped in a taxi. We were living in Dunleary at the time and he went out um, and they started to prep me for for the section. So it was it was totally unexpected. She was born that afternoon. It was all very quick. It was all very sudden. Um, yeah, a complete surprise. Um, so then, when I was pregnant with Luna, um, I suppose I was more aware that it could happen. That I, you know, I could go early and. You know, again, it was obviously the longer you can keep them in, the better. And that's what I wanted. And we were aiming to get to 38 weeks. I was like, really wanted to get to 30, 38 at least. Um, but yeah, as, as time kind of uh, went on, we were, I was, I, I was going in every two weeks and then it was, became every week. And, and on, when I went in for my appointment, I was around, I was just shy of 36 weeks actually. And um, I had seen my consultant and she was like, you're a little bit puffy looking, which is obviously one of the signs of preeclampsia. And I was like, no, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> Trying to not look her in the eye. She's like, are you feeling okay? Yeah, yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Can I go home now? I'm fine. I'm fine. I just did not. I was like, don't you, don't you do this to me. Don't, I'm not, I'm not ready. Uh, but yeah, look, she, she, I had an amazing consultant. Um, Dr. Leisha O'Brien and after you know she 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 made the decision that I was in the early stages of preeclampsia again and she wanted to deliver Luna ASAP so it was happening again um, and I was like you know I actually had come up by this stage sorry I should say we were now living in Cavan so we'd moved out of Dublin I had left Annabelle with my mum <clears throat> I hadn't said goodbye to her because I was just going up for my routine diabetes appointment, which is every Friday morning. You're in and out in a couple of hours. 
um, I hadn't said goodbye to her and now I was like I'm being I'm being told that my baby's coming again the only difference that um, they did this time was they said we feel like we have more time than we did with Annabelle because you're you know my preeclampsia hadn't got to a level where she needs to be delivered immediately yeah. so um, I have to give you steroids for her lungs and we'll yeah. deliver her in the morning via section and um, this is quite of a long story so please feel free to stop me at any time because um, I suppose I I got the steroids was admitted and then was due to have her first thing in the morning and long story short she ended up having a lot of difficulty which was a result it's kind of complex to explain a result the the steroids are not good for type 1 diabetics and they cause you to have raised levels of blood sugar so unfortunately luna ended up having quite quite a lot of complications and I maintain and a lot of it was to do with because I had to get the steroids mm-hmm. because she was coming early. So yeah, she arrived the next um, the next day at 36 weeks, just 36, 35 and six days. So I just can't go beyond 36 weeks, it seems. <laughs> and so you stayed in the hospital then for your five days that you would have post-section? Yes. And then you got to go home. But unfortunately, Luna had to stay for a little while longer. Yeah. Um, that must have been very hard on you. It was horrendous. It was. Um, yeah, it's actually really hard to talk about. Um, so it, it's, it's, it's ironic, you know, you have kind of, you plan in your head what you think is going to happen when you give birth. As you know, it's never quite as you imagine. And as my consultant said, nobody gets this fairy tale births, you know, um, that you you think you're what you see in the movies. Um, When Annabelle was born, I took a terrible reaction to the anaesthetic and I was puking and puking and puking and puking. And I went into like shock and I was covered in silver blankets. And long story short, I didn't get to hold Annabelle. Um, she was born around one o'clock. I didn't get to hold her till about half ten, eleven that night. And gosh, when I look back, she was so healthy and she was fine. But I, 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 I was disappointed that I had missed out. While well, I felt I had missed out on those hours. Yeah. <clears throat> so this time during my pregnancy, I kept reiterating towards the end, I want my baby straight away. What happened the last time? Can we make sure that doesn't happen again? It's also naive when I speak like this. You know, you have these hopes and dreams and, you know, you know, life has different plans. But I was so focused on can can I can she be put on me and can I get my skin to skin and yeah, please don't take her. And so my consultant was, yeah, Naomi, I promise you I'm going to do everything we can to get that. so she was she was born and um, she was put on me briefly and uh, I don't know I tried to explain this to my husband the other day I didn't feel the surge of joy I felt when Annabelle was put on me I felt there was something wrong and it's such a weird thing to say I can't tell you I, I didn't even know at the time there was something wrong with her. But you, just your instinct. Didn't, it, I didn't feel right. I didn't. She was on me. And in my mind, I was going, 
oh my god she's here my baby why are you not why are you not feeling happy Naomi and obviously now there was some weird I I, I don't know instinct that something was wrong um so then I I, I it's all very hazy you know yourself it's well I yeah was with the section and I was being stitched up and she was given to Cormac and Cormac noticed that she wasn't breathing right or there was there was a noise I remember hearing the noise but I rem- also know that they were so focused on I had kept saying don't take her away from me now you, you promised you know she, she can't leave um, but I then remember the next thing I remember being in recovery and Dr. O'Brien my consultant was there and there was a lot of people around me and there was a kind of a sense of everyone was like oh you're going to get your baby and it's not happening again and the next thing is I see a doctor or a nurse I'm not sure she was in scrubs and she's running in with my tiny bundle my little baby girl she runs in and she just said um, give your baby a kiss so you have to take her away sorry it's okay um which is not anything that a, a new mum is going to want to hear. Like, that would set off any concern. Yeah, it was terrifying. And I was like, oh, I, can't, I couldn't believe, again, naivety. This is happening to me again. And, oh, you know, per me kind of a thing. Anyway, um, she was taken to um, NICU. And... Um, I um, I don't know. The first day is a blur. The first day, I don't know. It was sort of late afternoon when she was born. I have no idea where those following few hours go. Like, it's like, where does your mind go? I guess I was... You're probably in shock as well. So it just yeah. doesn't even... You know, you're present, but your mind has gone but elsewhere. Not. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, God love my husband. It must have been so hard on him. But... Um, I saw her for the first time around half 11, 12 o'clock that night. We were allowed to go into her. Um, and I um, was pushed down the wheelchair, you know, because I had a catheter in and so on. And it was, um, it was barred that few minutes that she'd been on my chest. I was, it was going to be my first time to kind of see her. Yeah. Um, oh, God. Come on, me and we stop crying. <laughs> um, it's just so it's it was just very traumatic, I guess. It would be, and but you have to, you know. I think as well, we try and you know tell ourselves, oh, this is okay, and and you know, so it's not. Sometimes it's not okay, and it's it's okay then to feel like how you're feeling, which is upset, obviously, and even though it's time has passed, it's yeah. still it's incredibly hard to raw. It. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's hard. Um, by the time, anyway, we got down to see her and she was in her little incubator and she had, she was jaundiced and she had those, the face mask on and they had a tube going into her stomach. Um, so it was, it was quite hard to see. And I think the biggest thing that struck me was I couldn't see her face. Um, and I was like, I can't see her. Like, who she looked like or who is she? I, I, I want to see her. Yeah. Um, and it very much depended on who, which nurse was working in NICU. Like, you weren't really allowed to hold her for very long. Um, some of them were, oh, go on, 
you can take her out there and, and you know we'll disconnect her but she couldn't be disconnected for too long she'd heart monitors on she'd breathing um devices and so on um so yeah i mean i held her briefly that night but i wasn't allowed to hold her for very long yeah and um, the ironic thing is i didn't breastfeed annabelle nor did i try to breastfeed annabelle and that's fine that was just a decision i made at yeah. that stage <laughs> i had different plans for Anna, for luna and i had actually planned to breastfeed her and i'd be really you know i was kind of annoyed at myself i suppose that i had never given a shot with with Annabelle and went in quite open-minded saying I'm going to try it this time we'll see how we get on you know hopefully yeah. I can do it and you know I even in those first days I wasn't really even allowed to hold her very much um, but the only I think the saving grace for me was I pumped and everything that she got she, after a couple of days things deteriorated for her and she ended up having to be um tube fed through her nose um, because she wasn't able to, to suck um, but I, I pumped so she got mm -hmm. breast milk all the time and it also gave me something to do during that time in ICU while she was in ICU because it meant every three hours okay I've got a job I've got a reason to be here I've you know yeah. I'm keeping this baby a lot you know it gave me a feeling or a, um, a connection, connection to her totally. yeah, a connection yeah. because it was the weirdest thing not holding your baby, not sleeping next to your baby. That, like, that first night, I was in a ward with six women and all of them had their baby. Sorry, five other women and me. All of them had their babies and I didn't sleep a wink because, of course, their babies were crying, they were feeding, they were changing nappies. And I just laid there sobbing, going, my God, I'm on my own here. The next day, actually, I got given my own room and I'm so grateful for that because I obviously wasn't able to be yeah. around. Um, the traditional setup yes, that was there. Yeah, 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 yeah. I found it very hard. Um, yeah, so that was that experience. As you said, sorry, your question opened with you had to leave. Yes, I had to leave after. Did I do four nights or five nights? I, to be honest, I, I had a section and I can't even remember because I was so, it was all about her. Yeah. And, you know, how was my recovery? I don't even know because I was so stubborn. Like I was just, I'm getting up and I'm walking down. I'm delivering this milk. And I was all constantly coming in with my little vials of milk. Here you go. Here you go. Does she need more? Does she need more? Um, they'd let you just drop them outside, Niku. Um, but yeah, I left and the day I left, was horrendous because you're not supposed to leave without your baby yeah so it was very hard it was very very hard and you were going back to Cavan so there was the the, the physical distance as well you know um, as well as actually that. yeah we actually stayed in Dublin because I was pumping oh, and supplying milk to her we actually stayed in Dublin um Thank God, yeah, no, I had to be close to her. And as, as much as we were allowed in, I was there. Um, you weren't allowed to hold her, obviously, that much, but like you were still sitting beside her and it was around day six or seven. She, they let me put a little baby grow on her and all mm. the little normal things. Yeah. 
the first uh, outfit that you probably had planned first, and everything yeah like that, that I had of course I had yeah. planned yeah it'd be me being me <laughs> but uh yeah so this whole time um Annabelle was with my mother now my mother is amazing and Annabelle adores her so I knew she was very happy but I only saw her twice in the whole time because she was nobody was allowed to come up actually nobody was allowed to visit Luna so I didn't want <clears throat> Annabelle was only two and a half I didn't want her to come up and to you know see me in a kind of a very fragile state yeah not be able to see this little baby I had been telling her about so we decided that you know what it's better when when Luna gets out we'll we'll take her home and all of that yeah um yeah, so it was kind of, when I look back on that, I think, how the hell did I manage to stay, not stay away from Annabelle, but I kind of had to um, put her in a little bubble and put her on one side because I had to focus on Luna. Yeah. It was, it's such a weird um, thing to even say out loud, I suppose, but like... It's like an animalistic thing, like you yeah. you, you tend to the weakest, I yeah. guess. Because um, if you said to me now, we're going to leave, you know, you have to, Annabelle has to go and stay with your mum for two weeks. Like, I couldn't be without Annabelle for a couple of hours. You know, I, I don't know how I did it. Like, I, I couldn't do it again. But obviously you just get some, I don't know, I just, motherly instinct yeah. and I just had to get through it. Yeah, your own instinct kicked in and, and it knew who, where you needed to be and who needed you at that time. Who needed me, yeah, yeah. And I suppose I'm, I am grateful that I was able to pump and able to get the milk. And I, I, I've said it, I keep repeating this, but it, it just gave me a sense of purpose because you just feel help when you've... Any parent who's a child in NICU will say, you just feel so helpless and so useless and... God, it's, 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 you know, we were very lucky. She was only there two weeks. Um, there's people there weeks and weeks on end and months on end. And it's, it's a really sad place to be. It's, oh, it's, I can still hear. And again, any, anybody who's listening who's had a baby in NICU will know the beeping. It's like oh, the yeah. breathing machines. And you can hear, I can hear that beeping. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a sad place, but there's also kind of a lovely sort of a bond between the parents in there. Cause everyone's like, Oh, you know, you're, we're all in this China together. And there's a little, there's a room for mothers whose babies are in NICU, the pump room and you have to go in and it's like, Oh God, it's so bleak. But you know, there's just the pumping machine and, a, and an armchair and you have to just go in and pump and you'd meet someone coming out to the pump room and you're waiting to go in and it's like, you know they're feeling the exact same way as you and yeah. you're like, oh God, I wish I could hug you. But yeah, it's a strange place. So then, t- so 10 days after she's born, she gets to go home. So that must have been like, when you take a baby home from hospital, it's like seriously precious cargo. I don't think anybody drives as careful or as nervous <laughs> or avoid as many potholes as you do as when you have a brand new baby in the back of your car yeah. so for yourself and your husband to actually walk out of there with her in her little car seat like that must have just been the most emotional probably for me you know I think I'd probably find leaving there 
to be so emotional because you kind of feel like oh my god you know we've been through a lot and now we're on to our next step it felt like it was just beginning like that was day one of our now your journey journey. now now is our time um we were just so delighted and i think we were just so excited to get home to annabelle like i i remember the car journey vividly like i remember every minute um and we were just buzzing um, I remember some lovely stranger took a photo of me in Cormac at the car seat, you know, at the front door of Hollis Street. Yes. Just like so happy. Um, and she obviously was doing very well. And, um, you know, we had got to go ahead to go home and getting home. Oh, like it was amazing seeing Annabelle, the two of them finally meeting was amazing it was it was amazing and as were the few weeks after that just incredible so you were obviously recovering from your c-section and she Mm. hit her time in NICU so did you spend those few weeks literally at home just at home yeah Yeah. completely in in my jammies and my mum was nearby so she was great um she was a great help with Annabelle um because obviously I was very sore and I wasn't able to to lift and lay Annabelle as much and um, which yeah I just completely I'm I'm not one for yet yeah, like I, I I just think it's nice to stay at home and and enjoy that bubble and was no rush and get me out the door you know that kind of way yeah and um, and I think especially because I'd missed out those early weeks or those early days where I felt like I didn't get to bond with Luna as early on and I just wanted to hold her and you know just hold her I never put her down yeah you created almost kind of like what's going on at the moment in that you know you created your own little cocoon at home your own bubble of safety and just immersed yourself completely yeah and you know you think at the time you know the way you have such hard days at the time I know you're in the early days and you're so tired and it's sleepless but it's lovely time yeah like it is lovely time as well um, I had Cormac at home for one week um, and then he had to go back to work but he, that first week was was lovely and isn't it so special when you see your two kids meet and I mean it's it's gorgeous it's it's such a special time yeah it, it is and it's we you know we've photos of the two of them meeting and and even subsequently you know Alice going over and, and hugging him and oh. and you know and touching or help now that she wants to help changing nappies yes. and stuff and oh. it's it's amazing just to watch it and and I always think with the two girls that you have I think girls you know having a sister is such a, a fabulous thing as well to have um I, I do too I think it's gorgeous yeah and um I hope that they'll be very close I'm sure they'll kill each other but I always hope that they'll be really close yeah they probably will kill each other um, oh yes oh, but, but then that that sisterly bond is it's like you could literally kill them but then yeah. the next second they could yeah. ask you to do something and you're like yeah no problem <laughs> yeah completely exactly and like I'm so happy for them that they'll have that and they kind of have that built-in best friend no matter Absolutely. what happens and I think that's you know there's two years eight months between them so it's decent enough but I think the older they get that becomes less and oh, totally. um, you yeah. know it's and um, that they'll be quite close well there's girls. 10 years between myself and my sister 
Oh really? There's eight between my 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 sister and I. Yeah. Yeah, and we'd be so, very close. So yes. it's you know I'm sure there were times you know when I was in school and she would have been in college and there was definitely phases that we would have been yes. on just different levels. But then I think as you get older and as you know you kind of go into the same phase, you exactly kind of pull that's back exactly around again. Yeah, that's exactly the same with me and my sister. I mean, I don't think we were ever particularly close, close growing up because I was the annoying little sister that she had to share a room with and, you know, all of those things. But now she has two kids. I have two kids. I now live near her and she's just your sister. There's no one, there's no one comparable. Like, um, yeah. and we've gotten so much closer. Even the age gap becomes minuscule once you're totally it comes yeah. irrelevant doesn't yeah, completely. it completely yeah, yeah completely yeah yeah it does and you were on your maternity leave then did you take a maternity leave obviously with luna you took some time like did you take time I, out I, or did you yeah I, I i did a bit yeah and um i was offline for a good bit of the first few weeks like i didn't really post that much um you know I, I did take some time yeah like not then I suppose after maybe six or eight weeks I started to get back into it and get back online but those early weeks where I wasn't posting and they were lovely I actually awesome. think that I must have been pregnant when with Alice when you were pregnant mm-hmm. with Luna May yeah you would have been she was did yeah you say Alice was born in August she's, yeah she's August she's two in August um, so Luna was born the 20 26th of May Yes, I would. Yeah. I actually remember following your pregnancy, and yeah. you obviously then around when you had Luna. I remember you going offline and thinking to myself mm. at the time, going mm, as you do with all mums that just disappear. Yeah, 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 go, yeah mm. I just disappeared. Um, and then I remember the, you put up a photo, and I think it was black and white. It was, yeah. And yeah, yeah I remember because I, I remember thinking, "Oh my god." You know, I it was just it really hit me. I was being pregnant as well. I being was like, pregnant yourself, probably. Yeah. Yeah, I was yeah. like, oh, that's not. You know, that's tough for her. And I hope you know you you empathize totally. With yeah, someone. because you You're do like, have a connection with everyone online, and you know, people have followed along in my pregnancy, and you'd be chatting to loads of people, and I find it kind of felt weird. I was like, should I say that I've had my baby? But I know I don't want congratulations because I is you know I I don't know what to say and. So yeah, I put. I remember putting up something and then nothing for a long time, and and it it, it was funny with Luna. I I guess because everything that happened, I was we we didn't name her for quite a few days, and that was because um, well, the names that I had picked didn't suit this warrior human that had now come into my life, and um, and for the other reason that I couldn't see her face, and I I wanted to see her face before I could name her. Yeah. Um, so then when we, we finally did name her Luna May, I didn't actually share that online for ages. And I remember getting so many DMs, like, have you named her? And what's her name? And what's her name? And I don't, not that it made a shred of difference. Like, no one gives it, you know, Naomi. But I didn't want to share any of her. I remember at the beginning, I, I didn't share her name. I was only sharing pictures of her toes. I felt fiercely protective uh, I don't know it was I can't even explain it. like there's no logic at all like yeah, behind what I was doing but I just was nervous to share her but it's mind. almost I think it's instinctual I think that brings yeah. us back to like the core of being a mum which is like 
<clears throat> that protective, yes. almost like a lioness. Yeah, it, these exactly. are your cubs, yeah. and it yeah. is your complete yeah. role to protect them from anything. Um, yeah. And especially when you've gone through so much, I can only imagine that that protection is going to be at a height, you know. Heightened. It was. It definitely was. It was. Yeah, I, I just, I wanted her all to me. I didn't want anyone to see her. I didn't want, yeah, I went, I was almost like at one stage, I was like, I don't even think I'll go back online. I, I just, you know, it was funny. And then I kind of relaxed a bit and, and then it was lovely and you share photos and everyone's just happy for you and congratulating you. And, and then I was obviously, whenever I did that, I think it was maybe a month or five weeks after she was born, I was in a position where, I was able to take the congratulations and not get upset and because she was doing so well. Um, and there's a, there's a lovely tribe of women who've been following with me and who are with me on my journey. And it was lovely to share like the good news. And, and I had so much well wishes when she was in hospital as well. Like actually somebody even dropped in a care package into Hollis Street, which uh. was that's, that's such a nice thing. Like somebody I've never met. Yeah. They just sent me a DM. And I was like, that is this, like, they dropped me in magazines and chocolate. And oh, it was, it was so kind. People can be so kind. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I think, you know, we've even seen at the moment that the kindness of people when somebody needs it, it's just yeah. amazing how people can rally around. And, and even just sending a good, mess, you know, a kind message to someone is when they need it yeah. yeah it can yeah, be a massive pickup um yeah. so you then everything's going well with luna and she's kind of i mean because you look at her now and she's the most stunning beautiful little girl like she's just gorgeous um, yes she's a, such a boss she's the complete boss of this house she's thriving <laughs> she's flying it, it 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 never held her back thank god when i think of what could have happened and the intricacies of what actually happened to her. Um, we are so we are so lucky. We are so so lucky that she's okay. Um, because you'd see herself and Annabelle, and they're they're absolute. I can just they. I can just imagine a couple of years, Naomi, that they're going to be oh, up God. to mischief and. Oh stop! Yeah, <laughs> Especially Lou. Oh my! Oh, well, she my. has it in she, her eye. You oh. can see it. <laughs> Yeah, you just have to look at her and she just has this smirk and it's like, what are you doing? What have you found? What are you hiding? Like, she's just, she's a hoot. They're completely different um, children. They're both equally, obviously, unbiased, amazing, totally different personalities. It's fascinating and I'm, I'm excited for you to start to see that with your two. Yeah. Um, it's because that's amazing to see that develop, their personalities and their it's incredible I love that and after everything then that you'd been through those couple of months and you're you know how did you manage to look after yourself because I think we're very we can be very bad terrible at looking after ourselves as like you bring home a newborn (laughs) and your priority is them like I have to make sure I drink that's I Mm. I Ben could come home from work and he'd be like, did you drink anything today? And I'd be like, oh, I had like a glass of water this morning. You know, simple things like yeah, that. of course, I know. And so in the subsequent <clears throat> months, looking after yourself both physically and mentally, because you obviously had gone through so much. Mm. What did you, like, do you just take time away? Was it going for a walk? I probably didn't look after myself 
as much as I should have, like every mother. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's, and you know, with my diabetes, I, I need to look after myself. And I remember when Annabelle was born afterwards, I kind of, I totally let, got lost control of my type one diabetes. And um, it's quite a common thing that can happen when obviously mommy is focused on baby. Um, but what happens is I had high blood sugar. So that in itself can make you kind of drowsy and irritated and agitated. And when you, you, when you couple that with being a new mother with yeah. a baby who never slept. And I mean, never, Annabelle just never slept. <laughs> um, I, 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 was, I remember being so conscious that Oh, well, I'm going to look after myself now after I have this next kid. And my husband being, oh, yes, you, you better stay in control of those sugars now and prioritize yourself and allow time for yourself. Oh, and I was so, <laughs> so sure I was going to. But sadly, I kind of let the same thing happen again. Probably not as extreme, but I didn't maybe prioritize myself as much. And like when I look back, you know, and I've spoken to mothers who've had babies in NICU, I think it's like almost like a post-traumatic stress mm-hmm. type symptom or I don't know what the word is I'm looking for, situation, um, that I probably should have got help for, that I didn't. Um, so yeah, um, the only, the, the amazing thing the second time round, which probably gave me, which helped me was the fact that I was now living close to my mother. When I had Annabelle, we were living far away and none of my friends had babies and Cormac worked all, all the time. Um, and I was very much on my own. I didn't have a clue, obviously, what I was doing. And I, I did, I felt very lonely. Whereas this time I was near my mum, I was near my sister. I am near my mum, I am near my sister. And they were amazing. So mum would come and take Annabelle for a couple of hours. I was, I would go, you know, and have a rest when Luna was resting. So that was, that was a massive help to like my physical and yeah. mental health. Because the rest I find, anyway, if you can get, if you're not completely exhausted for me, and I've always said it, like I, I always feared the lack of sleep um, yes, because it's, if I'm, if I've slept well or I have and I don't like I'm not even looking for eight hours sleep here I'm talking like a good if you get a good four hours just a block just a block that, yeah yeah you know an uninterrupted three, three hour block yeah yeah that that would that keeps you going and for me then that keeps my mind same here settled yeah, and yeah. you're not you know you don't start doubting yourself or you're not kind of picking away at yourself um because you have control of your mind that's for me so was true. always been my concern um yeah and I, 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 I cannot function on, on, on no sleep. Yeah. Whereas I know some other people, one of my best friends had her second baby not that long ago. I think she's doing unreal and she seems to cope with so much less sleep. Whereas I am like a maniac. I am, oh, totally, totally not able to process my thoughts, make decisions. But the, you, if, you, if you're like that, if you're like me, you know that. So... I think I coped with that better the second time around. I was better at lying down, taking a nap, actually sleeping when Luna slept, you know, actually doing it. Whereas my first time with Annabelle, I was like, I can do this. Sure. Yeah. You know, I don't need to go to sleep and I can, you know, and I crashed. Of course I needed to do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sleep is everything. 
sleep is amazing yeah it is and it's it's, it's like life. people can drop food or you know all those type of things but for me I've, I've always it's the sleep it's the thing that'll get me um and obviously now you you are mm-hmm. the style fairy and a massive part of you know becoming a mum and being a mum is and I I would consider part of my own little self-care is um how you look and feel um so I actually I did this with Alice and I did it again with Peter it was I, I buy a little capsule wardrobe for after when I have the baby so it's like brand like brand new kind of like like this time around leggings and joggers and nice t-shirts and like new runners and it's just very comfortable and just colorful but, you feel good but it makes you feel, feel good and like <clears throat> yeah, that even totally pick up that. I picked up some like new pieces of makeup um the IT do you know the it cosmetics I think is it the BBC cream or the CC yes. cream do you love it yeah it's amazing oh, for any new it's mum so it's like a yes, it's like a night sleep fun. in a bottle in a little tube um it, I I think that stuff is unreal and yeah. actually they have an um an under eye concealer by the way, if you need it, I've of weeks. seen it. It's the it's a <gasps> bye bye under eye. Yeah. Yes, it's like cement, but it it's it's fantastic. I just got it, and um, I had a bad night's sleep last night. Luna, I was in with Luna three times. Don't even ask. So I have the bye bye under eye on today, and yeah, it's really good. But you're dead right. I think it's important to to feel good because you feel so not yourself. And yeah, you feel a bit. Uh, and you know if you're feeding and it's hard and you're leaking and it's you know yeah you, you need a few things to make yourself feel better and I think as well with mater like for me for Alice I had bought some maternity clothes and okay. I just don't know why they're so awful um <laughs> you know I just think maternity style how in this day and age what is wrong is it so bad yeah. still why it's just so dowdy yeah totally like, what when we get pregnant that we're just going to become an old woman like everything the materials yeah. aren't nice the, like the the patterns it's just old-fashioned. so old-fashioned um mm. and i was great to see river island this time actually have yes. finally maternity jeans now i've seraphine yes. two pairs of seraphine um overbump and i have a pair of pocos underbump and i actually lived in my pocos this time i thought they were this so comfortable um Fab. but I just up, I sized up this time I was wiser I bought no yes you are wiser the second time yeah aren't you? like buy just t-shirts in a bigger size they, yeah. like you do need your leggings and your jeans but dresses I just went up a size um yes and you can I get do. away with that I think until a certain point until you're like, yeah humongous humongous and you just you yeah. need the maternity wear but yes definitely think that's like in a shirt which is like I think a shirt is great when you're pregnant or when you're feeding and you just size up three or four sizes even and yeah. it becomes like a nice long shirt. And I love that over leggings. It's, you know, so easy and it doesn't have to be expensive maternity wear. Yeah, because it is like those then that are that are quite, you know, that are nice are incredibly expensive. Yeah, I know, um, I know. And it, I, for me, you know, I, I kind of just felt I'd rather put this money into after I have the baby rather than while yeah. pregnant. Um because I just felt I needed the pick up more like I that when I'm mean. tired or you're just like you want to pull on something easy but look nice at the same time yeah I think maternity wear though has come on a little bit I mean you're seeing more of the high street brands yeah. doing it now which is amazing yeah and um, I found that online is the only place 
for maternity wear like Topshop online, H&M online, New Look online. Totally. I always had the best selection. And ASOS for me as well was the most oh, um, like fashion forward. It wasn't dowdy. They have a great maternity wear, especially if you're looking for occasion wear and you're pregnant. ASOS is great. Yeah. Um, I had a really good friend of mine actually got married a week before I ended up having Annabelle. And I got a full length, beautiful maternity maxi dress. Um, that I wore with flats and it was you know I felt I felt good in it yeah and um, and that's such a, it's it's the feeling good in yourself isn't it that's so yeah that's a whole you need to yeah feel good and you know I remember that day going to the wedding being so swollen my feet were like oh my god huge Um, so to be able to put on a nice dress and feel a little bit better at yourself and you know it, it definitely helps me it 100% helps me there's no question yeah. If I'm feeling low, even on a normal day, if I'm feeling low or there's some crap stuff happening at work or personally or whatever, <clears throat> if I just say, oh, I'm not bothering and I just throw on a hoodie and dirty leggings, from, you know, I continue to feel yeah. crap throughout the day. I, whatever it is, just feel better by putting a little bit of effort into my outfit a little bit of makeup on even if I'm just sitting on my desk all me day too. it doesn't matter it's just for me yeah. it's not to post on Instagram it's not because I'm even meeting anyone it's just because I feel better yeah I feel a little bit better yeah know. even in the middle of the pandemic I was going nowhere yeah. and there was definitely mm. nobody seeing me um but yeah I did I just put in a small bit of makeup just and you know mm. it just it gives mm. you that little bit of a I don't know what it is a little it bit of a perk up mood mm, it does it really does um, um, but is that time Naomi then I have to ask you the three questions towards the end of the episode okay uh, what would you tell your pregnant self definitely slow down enjoy it more um, I both times missed my bump so much like I loved being pregnant and I think I just was too busy like the second pregnancy I we were doing up a house and moving to a new county and stuff. And I was so focused on that that I feel like I missed a lot of being pregnant with Luna. And then the next thing was she was, she came. Yeah. And so I just slow down, enjoy it more. You're going to be okay at this. You know, um, you got this, you can do it. I would just tell myself, chill out. You got it. Enjoy it because you know, it's not going to happen again. So just enjoy it. And what one product could you not live without? Um, I don't know, it's probably like a controversial one, but <laughs> I it's not like some amazing product, but for us it was. And it's called a Sleepy Tot Comforter. Or in our house it's called Bunny. <laughs> and it's basically a tiny little comforter bunny that Dodies can... You, it has Velcro paws and you can put the Dodies oh. on the four paws and so in our house it's a complete comfort and I started Luna on it when she was I don't know maybe six or seven months and she only gets it at bedtime she only gets it on nap time or if we have to go to the GP we'll say for her vaccines or whatever and it is her comfort Annabelle still has hers and honest to god they have been the best decision and I've made a lot of poor decisions as a mommy so far that was a great decision and I actually I didn't read that many books, but one book I read before when I was pregnant with Annabelle was um, 
she's an Irish girl. She's Neve O'Reilly. She's a sleep consultant. And she's a really chilled out approach to sleep and routine. And that's why I liked her. But she said, I'm not going to tell you to buy anything. But if there's one thing I think you should buy, it's this. And when she said that, I was like, well, I have to get one. I have to. I was influenced. I had to get it. And I've since messaged her and said, oh, my God, those Sleepy Talk comforters are amazing. And um, yeah, so it has to be that. Isn't it so funny that I have not heard of that at all? Isn't it like... Wait, are yours... Do you, and I, even if they don't take a dodie, I suppose it doesn't matter. It's just we have that it's their bedtime comfort yeah. or their... But no, Alice takes like that, that she takes a soother at her nap time and bedtime. They're the only yeah. time she's allowed it, um, but but you see if they fall, if the soother falls, I sure listen. This is, <laughs> yeah, and because uh, I remember at the beginning before I discovered this, I used to be in and out yeah. with Annabelle and putting the soother back in. Whereas with Bunny <laughs> or the sleepy tot, it's attached, so they can always grab it. Yeah, like, he's only the size of we'll say in my palm, um, but they can grab it. Yeah. Oh, it changed my life. I'm going Googling that now. <laughs> you, know that. you need to like get them. I get them on this little Irish website and like I stock up on them. And the two girls, what's so fascinating is they would like race upstairs at night to go to bed to get Bunny. Bunny, 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 Bunny. Like, like it's amazing. <laughs> they love Bunny. And the two of them do the same thing. They rub the little label on them. Oh, yeah. And the two of them rub it the exact same way. It's so, it, it's fascinating to watch. I love watching them chilling out and just lying there and rubbing the label so cute that is a good that is a a really good product now that's totally different (laughs) that i haven't heard of so we have to check that out and anti-dody people won't like it but yeah and what has been your magic moment um i think it's just without a doubt it's just seeing the two girls together and you know coming home from hospital with luna taking her into our new house um, Annabelle and the two of them seeing each other are even probably even more so now like Luna woke up like a total grump this morning she's flushed cheeks she's getting a back tooth she's so grouchy and Annabelle come over to her and she's like do you want me to give you a hug Luna and Luna said yes and they cuddled and they're like oh I'm not able for this like I could cry just looking at them sometimes yeah um so that bond it just is amazing I'm, I'm yeah I just think and I love if I catch them playing like if I hear them having a little chat like La- Annabelle likes to pretend to be mammy <laughs> and she makes Luna lie on the ground she puts a blanket on her Luna goes along with it which is surprising and um, I love if I can just listen at the door and hear them having that little natter oh I just love that I think it's so sweet yeah yeah it's definitely my magic moment i'm looking forward to seeing that kind of grow and blossom over the next few years at my oh, my it. two yeah, um you love it. naomi thank you so much for oh. coming on the podcast and for sharing your story thank with you. me thank um, you for having me thank you so much you're very welcome you've been an absolute pleasure oh thank you Thank you for listening to today's episode of From Unkind. If you enjoyed it, please rate, review and subscribe. If you would like to send me a message, please email fromunkind at gmail.com or find me on Instagram. 